I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk. Hello and welcome back to Cast Party. I'm Brennan. I'm Dave. And uh, what do we do on this show? I don't know. Something about pop culture and freewheeling. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's kind of what... <laughs> or cartwheeling? Am I... Well, last episode, we talked about Jaws for a full five minutes before starting the episode. <laughs> did we really? Yeah, we did. That's awesome. It was great. Um, it, it, it was very much like that moment of like, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this episode, why don't you explain what the goal was for this episode? Because it was your idea. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sort of obsessed with my... With my... With IMDb, not my IMDb. <laughs> yeah, um, Dave's movie database. Yeah, Dave database. Yeah. Well, I mean, my initials are never mind. DB. Yeah. So um, that's a Doug Benson joke. I'll give him credit. Not that anybody's going to hear this, but uh, I bet Doug Benson is listening. Yes, probably. He doesn't have anything better to do. Um, I mean, what's what's he got going on? <laughs> so um, I just sometimes every once in a while I'll just be like what how did that person's career happen and you go back and look at somebody's imdb page and look at the time between movies and like you can be really surprised by like how little time there is between when somebody did something and like then and another big thing or like like some, superstardom yeah really fast yeah like, like they go from being just kind of an actor to this huge movie star and they're and the casting kind of shows it like um, there's stunt casting all of a sudden like it's so-and-so like the, to get excitement for the movie it's like oh my god we've got this person in this movie um, and then uh, I also think you know sometimes people will go on like a run of just like one thing after another and you're kind of like that's amazing how did they do all those things all in a row all of them are great um, um, and then sometimes there's like weird like you're you'll you look back on somebody's career maybe and you think like, oh yeah, there was a lot of time between, you know, this movie that made them a big hit and then this other big hit that they had and then, or or there was no time in between that but there was a ton of time until this other thing that they did later in their career and then you look and it was like three years after or two years after and you're like, what? I swear that was really late in their career. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just kind of interesting to look at all that. So we're going to, we're just going to talk about people's IMDb pages. Basically. Yeah. I think this, this episode is very much going to be about that sense of discovery because yeah. we're also not 100% well prepared for this <laughs> one. Just because, well, for me, I was trying to think of like runs like that, that I really liked. Yeah. Well, first of all, I grew up in this like current generation, which isn't so much about huge movie stars. Right. Movie stars don't really sell movies anymore. No. It's franchises and it's yeah concepts or whatever. And mm-hmm. I see your face. No, but um, no, that was that was just a breath. Okay, um, there's a cat here. There's a cat. Hi, Luke. We're, Luke. Okay, that's his name. His sister's name is Leia. Uh huh. I get what's going on. Yeah, he he likes people, and you will never see her. Luke, shut oh, up. Okay. We're recording. Yeah, you're ruining our perfect podcast. I know, but anyway, so for me, it was it was difficult to even think of stars who I really like or respond yeah. to. And a lot of them are older stars or people yeah. who were big in the 80s or 90s. 
And I found I'm not a huge fan of like drama movies or prestige movies or yeah. whatever. So my list, I was like, who even is an actor? <laughs> like, <laughs> who's awesome that people like? And I was like, Daniel Day Lewis. Like, oh, who's, well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, most of the people that I like are character actors. Mm-hmm. They're people who I think are really incredible, but just kind of strange and eccentric. Okay. And, and maybe a little off to the side, not yeah. necessarily the star of a movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's kind of what I'll be focusing on a little bit. Okay, cool. But because like the big stars, I was like, I can't even think of any. Yeah. That's, I mean, that actually is kind of a, a, a thing now. Yeah. Is, um, the whole system has gotten all turned upside down and now, now, you know, Hollywood is forever trying to figure out what the public wants instead mm-hmm. of just making great things and then the public will go see it. Um, yep. You know, I haven't seen baby driver, but I've heard that that is, I mean, a lot of people are really enjoying it. And, yeah. Um, and it's not part of a franchise. It's not from something else. That dog barking is actually just, uh, inside my head. <laughs> it's the baby driver. Yeah. Driver. Um, so, you know, things like that, like that, wasn't always you know you needed a good script and a and a famous person to open a movie and now you don't you need people to already know what the movie's gonna be about Mm -hmm. like to open a big movie you it has to be like well this is about superheroes so you'll like it or Mm -hmm. or or i think the ensemble is kind of taking over a little bit okay like baby driver has a lot of people who are famous in specific regions yeah i mean okay for people of my age they Mm -hmm. would know kevin spacey from house of cards okay um, John Hamm is in it from mm-hmm. Mad Men. Yep. Ansel Elgort, if you like The Fault in Our Stars or mm-hmm. whatever the hell he was in. Okay. Paper Towns, the John Green movies. Right. Um, Isaac Gonzalez, if you're a fan of From Dusk Till Dawn on the L.A. Network, which nobody is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I but, was like, what's happening? <laughs> okay. No, that, that's the, she's the least famous actress in that movie, okay. which is great. Or like John Barenthal from The Walking Dead. Yeah. And, um, and other things. Yeah. He's in Sicario. He was on. He's the Punisher yeah, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, the Punisher. I couldn't remember that. He was in a superhero thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like piecemeal. Like, yeah. it's picking up fans from all these different subsections. Yeah. Also, kind it's of trying to smush them together. It's an Edgar Wright movie, which right there, uh-huh. he has his own following. His own following who just does not supply him with the box office he needs. Right. But his following are like rabid. Yeah. I haven't seen an Edgar Wright thing that I haven't enjoyed. Oh, yeah. No, he's great. He's really good. There's somebody's IMDb that we could. Yeah, that, that's one that I actually considered talking yeah. about. But I was like, well, it's all just, it's really simple. He hasn't made that many movies. Right. And that's why they're so good. Is yeah. He takes his time. Um, yeah, he's Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. The World's End, Scott Pilgrim, and Baby Driver. Is that it? That's his movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's another one. But he was going to do Ant-Man and then something weird happened. And I yeah, I never got to the bottom of that. He, well, he did have an early, like, micro-budget, maybe student film called A Fistful of Fingers. Okay. That was like a Western. Yep. So that's fun. Yeah. I discovered that on IMDb, speaking of, steering back to the topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird time to be, you know, like us, a fan of movies and a fan of, like, creativity and interesting things. And for a while I was going, like, God, Marvel's just doing it the best. Every movie I see from Marvel is so fun and you know what i want out of a movie and now i'm starting to be like yeah but it's not anymore like they're not even that fun they're taking themselves really seriously Mm -hmm. and um the new spider-man didn't quite as much which was good 
good. good. Um, but yeah, the the industry. Some very serious eye contact from the cat. <laughs> <laughs> the industry is um, is kind of. I I don't know. I look at it. Um, I think it's like a bunch of people get it. They get lucky and they don't mm-hmm. really understand because art, you can't, you can't like create art with the idea of like pleasing the audience so much as just like doing what you think is good. Right. And, and that hopefully other people will take pleasure in that. And for some people it works and for some it doesn't. Yeah. But what studios do is it's, it's like this, it's like statistics and like they're trying to make math mix with art so they're like okay this movie was really successful what was what made it successful okay i think it was this actor let's put this actor in something else Mm -hmm. oh nope that failed so it can't be the actor okay it must be that it's about this kind of topic oh we made this one but that wasn't successful so but it's like no it's the quality has to be good and and i'd really like us to go back to you know kind of what was happening like in the 70s where all these brilliant filmmakers were making all these different kinds of things um Whereas now it's just like, well, here's the next superhero movie uh-huh. and no other movies are coming out, really. Yeah, well, that that's also what's tough about like tr- trying to find the balance be- with art in especially like blockbuster movies. Yeah. Because there's a reason Pablo Picasso didn't spend $40 million on each of his paintings. Right. Like they need to recoup their investment or else it was a huge waste of time. Yeah. Like that's why like the indie or micro budget filmmakers are always making way more interesting movies. Yeah. Because they don't they don't have as much at stake so they can do what they want Mm -hmm. which is always like way more interesting yeah but let's talk about some luke shut up come here let's talk about some of the actors that we wanted to talk okay um well one of the people that i like this is what made me think of this i mean i've been uh, weirdly i've been thinking about this kind of thing for years um julia roberts always comes to mind uh because she like if you look at her IMDb page, um, it's it kind of there's a big jump. She goes from kind of just being in some movies and people saying like she's pretty good to um, within a couple of years, all of a sudden she's like one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Um, and and like I was talking about, you know, you you the way you remember things isn't how it happened. And, you know, maybe it's cause I was younger and years feel longer when you're younger, but yeah. And also wh- when you're looking at an IMDb, it's down in like black and white yeah, and just like it's plain statistics and like you're living out a year and it feels so long. Yeah. But a year on a calendar on paper is a very small amount increment of time. Yes. So, um, what, what jumped out to me is, um, okay. So 1990, I mean, she, like 1989, she's in Steel Magnolias, and that's kind of okay. a big thing. But like, she wasn't big. She wasn't Julia Roberts. So 1990, she does Pretty Women, Pretty Woman, Pretty Women. She does the song from <laughs> no, it's uh, the sequel to Louisa May Alcott's novel. Oh, Little yeah. Women. Yeah, she's doing the song from uh, uh, Sweeney Todd. Anyway, that was a much better joke if I had to remember the name of the musical. <laughs> um, so she does pretty woman and fla- okay. Now the cat's on me. <laughs> Luke, come here. Kid, I don't, I don't No, I'm not going to pet you. Luke. Do you know that I pet the dog? Is that why this is happening? Luke just loves attention. Hey, come on, come on. He's, he's also very whiny like Mark Hamill in star Wars. Oh man. 
Why you gotta do Mark Hamill like that? No, the character of Luke in the original it. Star Wars is such a whiny teenager. He is. Come on. He is. Um, okay, so she does Pretty Woman in 1990 in Flatliners. Um, oh, yeah. That movie was boring. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Don't. But she became such a big star but that by 1991, she's Tinkerbell in Hook. And that's like the stunt castiest stunt casting of all mm-hmm. time. Like it's like, and Julia Roberts as yeah. And like, like that's going to sell a movie. I mean, I, I don't mean to sound sarcastic. Like she was already such a big star. They put her in this movie as like, and, th- and just another thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's a movie starring Robin Williams and Dustin, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman and, and Dante Bosco. Yeah. That guy, he was Rufio. Oh, okay. I, you met him or something, right? I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to. I couldn't think of anyone else. <laughs> I'm. I'm Bob Hoskins. Oh yeah. Plays me. I mean, it's big actors everywhere, and and Julia Roberts. You know, at like that kind of thing. I hope I'm expressing it the right way. Um, where like, like I could have sworn I could have sworn Hook came out in like 1995. Like after she was already like really well established yes. as like. For a long time, she's been a huge star. Yeah, she had multiple hits under her belt. At this point, she's done Pretty Woman, Flatliners, and maybe Sleeping with the Enemy, and Dying Young, whatever that is. Is that the sequel to Sleeping with the Enemy? Because that's kind of sad. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And then, oh, and then I was saying in 1992, just two years after Pretty Woman comes out, she's she plays herself in The Player, which is a Robert Altman movie all about Hollywood, and she's like the biggest star in the world. Like, it's been two years since she had her breakout, and already she's like playing herself. Yeah. Well, Pretty Woman was a phenomenon. It really was. It was crazy. It was good. I don't know that it holds up. Uh, We're a little too cynical now. Pheno- phenomena don't have to be good. <laughs> yeah. They very frequently aren't. That's that's another thing. I mean, we could do a whole series of podcasts about <laughs> like movie phenomenon and like going back and looking at them you know today uh-huh and being like why was this such a big hit like pretty woman it's a romantic comedy about a rich guy and a prostitute like, yeah so weird um but it just caught everybody's attention and she was so great and richard gear was there <laughs> <laughs> okay they wouldn't let her shop yeah um yeah let me think for me i just kind of wrote down a list of people that i like yeah as i was thinking about it and i was like I guess they have some runs of stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, someone who rose pretty quickly to stardom, she'd been working for a while, but I think Amy Adams is one oh, that I think yeah. of because I'll pull open her page. This I'm going to have to cut out so much loading time from this episode, mm-hmm. like while we're clicking on stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, Amy Adams, her f- very first role was in a f- pretty funny movie called Drop Dead Gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen it. I never did. Um, it's about like a beauty pageant and the girls are dying. Yeah. It's not, it's definitely not a horror film. It's kind of like, like, it's one of the moms or something is killing them or something. Somebody's killing. Them. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but it's a mockumentary. It's trying to be like best in show or whatever, mm-hmm. but she has a very small part in it. She had a tiny part in Buffy the vampire slayer in one episode and she was in psycho beach party in 2000, which okay. is pretty great. Wow. In 2000. Yeah. So okay. she, she worked for a while. Yeah. She was in catch me if you can. Yes, she Which, was. Uh, she's great in that. Yeah, but like, there's nothing in between that and 2007, like The Wedding Date, Junebug. She's mm-hmm. in Talladega Nights, which is like, okay. Yeah. Um, no, Junebug, she got nominated for an Oscar. That's true. But like, I feel like but nobody's... But that's where she came from, was that. 
Uh-huh. Everybody was like, what was that movie? Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. I would not recommend it. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but then... I, I honestly don't know how she got noticed in that movie. That movie's so boring and everybody around her is so bad. But maybe maybe other people like it. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, but then in 2007, she did Enchanted. Right. And that was the most perfect casting that has ever happened uh-huh. in any movie ever. Yes. And then she's in Doubt. Then mm-hmm. she's in Julie and Julia. Mm-hmm. She 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 gets an, a Julia Roberts type thing where she's like a cool stunt casting in Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian yeah. as Amelia Earhart two years after that. Right. And now she's just doing awesome stuff. Yeah. Like she was in Her. She was in Nocturnal Animals and Arrival. She led a bunch of movies last year. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. She's Lois Lane in those Superman movies, yeah. which okay. Um, Ugh, oh. <laughs> uh, such a waste. Yeah, that character. Oh boy. Yeah, but I just <laughs> I feel like Amy Adams really just is such a big and lasting thing. Yeah, but it's only been since two thousand seven. <laughs> right. Yes, and she. I mean, part of me is like, whoa, really? She's been around ten years. Well, but, now now it's been a minute, but um, but yeah, but it happened. It happened quick that she all of a sudden. When was Enchanted? You said two thousand seven. Yeah. Wow, that movie's ten. That's funny because <laughs> I'm like, when's James Marsden gonna be a bigger thing? He's right. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> isn't what? he the prince in that? He's yeah, prince, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm waiting for his star to ascend, and it's been ten years since that movie where he's freaking great in it. Well, he's he's. He was in the X Men movies. He's he's in Westworld, which did oh, well. Yeah. yeah, but he's like, I don't know. He's just kind of always hanging out. Yeah, I get him and Chris Pine mixed up a little bit. Oh, that's both fair. Both of whom I think are great, and both of whom kind of played the same guy because Chris Pine's Prince in Into the Woods Into the Woods is very similar yeah. to James Marsden. They're both really funny. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Ex- I don't know. Um. It's it is it's interesting like Leonardo DiCaprio that was that phenomenon was so weird to live through because <laughs> I was in my first or I think my first year of college mm-hmm. and you know we were going to theater school and everybody's being all pretentious and like and then meanwhile the biggest thing in in America is this ridiculous movie about Titan the Titanic and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden. Ev- nobody will shut up about Leonardo DiCaprio. Like he's everywhere. He's on the cover of every magazine. He's not doing anything. He's in a, you know, he was in the movie and then he just kind of disappeared, laid low, didn't go to any award shows or any. I mean, he's just kind of walking on beaches with models, I think for a while. Um, I mean, w- wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And like the next movie that came out was like, Ooh, Leonardo DiCaprio is opening this movie when he had been, I mean, literally no one. He was in the Romeo and Juliet, and the, he was like... Oh, was that before Titanic? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he did that. He did the Basketball Diaries. He had... It was did the Critters kind of, 3. What? Well, he's in, he's in either Critters oh. 3. He's in Critters 3. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? He has, a, yeah. he has a bunch of stuff, but he's not like... Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Um, <laughs> I had a very funny encounter with someone where I was talking about Quentin Tarantino. And how what a bad actor he is, and how obnoxious is it, he is. Okay, it is that he puts himself in his movies because I'm always like, ugh. And and the person I was talking to got Leonardo DiCaprio and Quentin Tarantino oh, mixed God. up because it was before Leonardo DiCaprio was such a big thing. Uh huh. And she's like, oh, I think he's a great actor. Oh man, he's so hot. And I was like, 
what? And then, and then she's like, yeah, like in the basketball diaries. And I was like, he's in the basketball. (laughs) We just had one of those, like where neither person knows that the other person's talking about something else. So you, but you're like, I'm so confused. That's great. I'm like, I, you know, I, as a straight man, I feel like I can tell who's good looking and who's not. And, don't think of Quentin Tarantino as being an attractive no, person. He, he's not a, a sex object in any and I, way. And for this high school girl, you know, I was in high school at the time. So she's like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, it's like, I have his poster on my wall. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't know how we figured it out. It's like, no, I'm talking about the director, not that blonde guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Quentin Tarantino does have one great performance. Yeah. And that is in From Dusk Till Dawn, yeah. which is a. Uh, where he basically plays the creepiest person on the planet. Oh. Um, so it's a pretty good role for him. Yeah. He really, that's so weird to me that he's in so many of his movies. He just really likes Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. He's the only person who likes Quentin Tarantino more than college film geeks yeah. is Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I had the weirdest experience. That's another phenomenon was Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And like, that was weird. Um, I didn't finish my Titanic thing, but. Oh, sorry. No, it's it was more just like, I just kept being like, I don't, what's the big deal? Why is it such a big deal? And it's just, you know, when someone is a movie star, there's nothing, and they're really, I mean, he was really great in that, in Titanic. Yeah. He was really great in every shot. He looked so handsome. And like, but I was like, is he really that good? Look, like, is he that good looking that like my 19 and 20 year old girlfriends are like, Oh my God. Well, like they saw the movie like five times in theaters. Yeah. And they're not like young teenagers. They're older teenagers. And like I said, we were real cynical theater majors, like, Oh, art and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and then that took over and it was, it was so weird. It was just such a weird thing. And then to watch what he did and he kind of just backed off. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have that thing other than there's a movie he did a woody allen movie called celebrity oh and he plays a young actor that's very much like him and it's like like that i don't know him ratcheted up he's like doing drugs and like a like a neil patrick harris harold and kumar situation a little bit i think yeah Uh, another wow that's an amazing thing that that happened by the way so good in those movies he's so good in those movies and that somehow made his career yeah because then he got how about your mother but like him playing himself and mocking himself in that way or not even mocking himself like creating this alternate version of himself yeah and then his career took off again and now he's super respected but up until that point like he was doogie hauser yeah a friend of mine had seen him in rent and i laughed at her oh he was so good and i was like doogie hauser i'm sure and then then you're like oh i wish i seen that yeah um yeah, not really. <laughs> well, okay, but um, I've seen Rent too many times, and that character is boring. It but really um, it's funny because that that character Mark is the one straight character in that entire musical. Yeah, and it's always played by the one gay person in the cast. <laughs> um, well, because acting. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. You know, um, if you're American, you've got to play a British person. If you're British, you got to play American. Sure. Because then you're acting. Of course. If you're you really attractive. Of yeah, if you're really attractive, then you play someone that's not, and then you're acting. Like Charlize Theron in yeah, Monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think Neil Patrick Harris, he actually, he used that role to shatter Doogie Howser. Yeah. And then he could do whatever he wanted. Right. Because people were like, he could do anything. Well, and the fact, like, talk about, one, what an amazing thing that, because he was outed 
as he was playing Barney on yes. How I Met Your Mother. He was outed in kind of like a not great way, and that that sucked. But it somehow made the uber straight, like douchebag guy who has the bro code and uh-huh. the book of the bro code. It made it that much funnier mm-hmm. because I don't. I, it's I, camp. It's pageantry. Yeah, yeah, and you really like you could see at all times that that even I, I don't I almost like there was a wink to the audience. There's something about it that just made the character that much more fun. And probably more palatable too. Mm-hmm. Because I mean most people who are like that are trying so very hard to be like that. Yeah. And you can see that in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so good. I, I, that's it's such a like I mean like I said, it was awful that he got outed that way, but he owned it, and then, and then it had no effect on his career in a negative way, which was which is rare and very cool. Yeah. Um, oh God, there is a his his partner David Birdka appeared in the third Harold and Kumar movie. Oh, really? Alongside him, where like the the storyline is that he's come out as gay, but just to get chicks, and he oh. hires David Birdka to pretend to be his husband, and then they oh, hate okay. each other. Yeah. And David is like his drug dealer or something. That's really funny. <laughs> Those movies are great. I love. I haven't watched. I watched the first one. I movies where someone's on a mission and they keep getting sidetracked are not my favorites. I don't know why. Okay, no. See, the thing is, the thing I really like about Harold and Kumar, mm-hmm. and I believe it's the same director. Actually, this brings me into something. Okay, this brings me around to a point. Really? Come on, shut up. That is ridiculous. That was Luke. That was out of control. <laughs> but um, Harold and Kumar and Dude Where's My Car are both very similar movies. Yes. In that there's one goal. Yeah. To find the car or to get to, or White, Castle. to, get to White Castle. And it's such a banal goal, mm-hmm. but it spins such an epic quest out of it yeah. that I find it really amusing. Yeah. And it works for stoners because they're like, I get it. Yeah. Um, yes, because I guess stoners, that's how they spend their weekends. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I just, like, I really like the banal becoming mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like really basic villains in movies that are just like their goals are so lame mm-hmm. but they just become evil for the stupid reason i'm yeah. interested in that kind of thing yeah but anyway speaking of dude where's my car mm-hmm. sean william scott okay who i really like yes he's great he is very funny he came out of nowhere in 1999 mm-hmm. for america with american pie right he'd only been working since like 97 he was in an episode of unhappily ever after which is a sitcom nobody has seen mm-hmm. um but then what a perfect sitcom name oh it's great <laughs> it's um it's i learned about it because i interviewed the actress who was in it because she was in a horror movie we reviewed on scream 101 okay um her name's stephanie hodge oh right yeah okay. you know yes. her right she's yeah. a comedian yeah she's incredible she's mm-hmm. really awesome but it's this show about the it's like a parody of i think married with children or something yeah it, i remember it looking exactly like married with children yeah where but the husband and the wife are divorced okay and the husband is hallucinating this like weird puppet creature yes. that's voiced okay. by I bobcat actually, goldthwaite i remember that show yeah yeah anyway he was on one episode of that mm-hmm. but between 99 and 2001 he was in american pie mm-hmm. final destination road trip dude where's my car and american pie 2 in like two years. Yeah. It's, I love all those movies. Yeah. All, I mean, he was perfect for that kind of movie. Th- those movies, I feel like, have kind of gone away. They, op- uh-huh. Again, Hollywood went, oh, people like this. Let's do it over and over and uh-huh. over until there's no... I mean, whatever happened to the romantic comedy? 
in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. That was all that got released, and now they're gone completely. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Because um, they did every story they possibly could. You can't come up with another mute cute. Meet cute. Cute meet? Meet cute. No, mute that's... Cute. I just watched This Means War, yeah. which is the one with Reese Witherspoon and um, Tom Hardy and Chris, Chris Pine, Pine, our CIA agents, like, fighting over her. Yes. That movie came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. And it's the most played out, like, yes. nonsense and it's because that's the that was the last gasp it was. of the romantic comedy. It was. They were like, action and romantic comedy. Let's try it. I love when romantic comedies have action scenes. Yes. Because they're so terribly directed. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, and the, ah, that's three people I really like. Oh, yeah. And Tom Hardy's great in it. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, actually, sorry. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Because you were talking about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about a director. Okay. Which is James Cameron. Mm. Because, oh my God, James Cameron. Yeah. Um, he, his first movie his, as as a director is technically Piranha 2, The Spawning. But he was fired off of that after the first week and some anonymous Italian guy took over. Okay. Why so, was he fired? Was he going over budget? Maybe. <laughs> um, but it that movie just doesn't count because yeah. he worked on it for a week he he gets credit mm-hmm. but it's definitely not him so his first film the terminator okay and then aliens mm-hmm. and then the abyss terminator 2 and true lies which i've never seen is that good it's pretty good okay unfortunately like it 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 but, but jamie lee curtis is in it yeah you'd like it she's and very good in it I, I do like her and there's a really great performance by not bill pullman but Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Okay. The live one. No, the one that. Oh no, he's the one that just died. I I R. really. Oh uh, yeah, R.I.P. Bill. I was halfway through Paul making a joke man? about how I don't know Bill the. Pa- Bill no, Paxton. see that's the thing. When when Bill Paxton passed away, I was like, which one? <laughs> and I had to look it up, and it was really sad. But yeah. that's they were both in a movie together. I think it was called Brain Damage, and okay. it's pretty accurate. <laughs> anyway, James Cameron did Titanic then. Mm-hmm. So like that run of movies is huge. Yeah. And I'm he took like 10 years off to make a bunch of documentaries about the ocean. And then he made Avatar, Avatar. which is the hugest movie ever and is only okay. But anyway, uh, I feel like all of his... Well, Terminator 2 is pretty great. I... Like the Terminator movies are awesome. Yeah. Um, and Aliens is great. I'm not like super warm on any of the Alien movies, mm-hmm. but... The first two are awesome. Not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, let's say that. Things jump out at things, and I don't like that. I'm sorry. Um, mm. But anyway, what? That's the, like this. M- he started his career with the Terminator yeah. as a director. I mean, he was a production designer for a long time. Yeah. But that's just crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Anyway, what, what's your next one? Um. Uh, I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> do you want me to do another one? You can. I didn't. I wasn't. I don't know. Okay. Someone we just mentioned. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Who I she you know she's the scream queen, which mm-hmm. is. Mo- mo- I mean, actually, I know her from Freaky Friday. That was the first thing I saw her in mm-hmm. the one with the, uh, Lindsay Lohan. But as a horror fan, her rise to stardom was bananas. Yeah. Because she's her first starring role was in Halloween, which is like yeah. a classic. You know, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. John Carpenter, all that stuff. And then... Who was her mom? Uh, Janet Lee from Psycho. Okay. And then her dad is Tony Kurt? No. Yeah. 
Tony Curtis. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's why she's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, but then in 1980, she was in three horror movies that mm-hmm. are great. She's in The Fog. She's in Prom Night and Terror Train. Then that's she was. Crazy. Then she. The next year, she was in Halloween Two. She was in Road Games, which is incredible. Yeah. I'm just gonna stop what I'm saying and talk about Road Games. Okay. What's Road Games? Road Games is an Australian thriller. Is it about people playing games in the middle of the road and then they get run over? Well, it's while they're driving. But no. <laughs> road, it's so good. It's directed by Richard Franklin, who's this Australian director who's mm-hmm. basically like an acolyte of Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Like he, they hired him to direct Psycho 2 because of Road Games mm-hmm. and how Hitchcockian it was. But it's Stacy Keach and Jamie Lee Curtis. And Stacey Keach is a truck driver in Australia. Okay. And Jamie Lee Curtis is a hitchhiker. In Australia. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Is Stacey Keach... Aus- no. He's in America... Whatever. It's an Australian movie, but it's got American stars. Perfect. And all the minor characters are Australian. But so Stacey Keach is this truck driver, and Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't show up for like 40 minutes. Uh-huh. And he's just driving his truck and he has his uh, he has a dingo that's his pet that is named dingo okay and he's just talking to dingo and playing these games for 40 minutes trust me he's playing these ga- you know like the games you play on a road trip when you're really bored like yeah. the license plate game or yeah. like he looks at people driving and he's like oh i wonder like i'm gonna imagine what they are who they are and where mm-hmm. they're going but through the course of these games around the fringes he discovers that there is a serial killer like driving the same route as him and murdering people along the same oh. route and he's been noticing this one car throughout all his games that the mm. serial killer is driving. Yeah. And then Jamie Lee, he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. and they're both like, their games are pretty much speculating about the serial killer. Okay. And then they kind of like track him down. But Stacey Keach gets kind of involved, and people think he's the killer because uh, he's been going along the same route. Yeah. And he just kind of slides into madness. What? It's incredible. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Hello, Luke. Yeah, he's... He's back for more. Yeah. But yeah, if if one thing anyone gets out of this podcast is to see road games, then I've done my job because that movie's incredible. Um, I guess I'll I'll talk about the run. I this is kind of what spawned this part of the idea was the okay. run of like when people go on a run of just like <laughs> incredible things. Um so we were talking about in the first episode, I talked about my love of Steve Martin. Yes. I think in every episode. I'm probably, yeah. I don't probably know. even the Harry Potter episode. Yeah, probably. Okay. So, um, he does the jerk in 1979. Same is that like a, like a cool dance move? Do the jerk. I hate you. I think it is, actually. <laughs> it is. There is a, a dance called the jerk. Um, but in 1979, same year I was born. Oh, congrats. Yep. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> the jerk was born as well. Um, and... <laughs> what? What? Just the credit. Sorry, I'm looking at the jerk and it says the jerk 1979. Naven slash cat juggler as pig eye Jackson also. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb's fun. What? He plays the cat juggler? When does he play a cat juggler? Apparently at some point in the jerk. I don't remember that. Whatever that what shoeless Joe Billy Bob. What? What Pig Eye Jackson. Pig Eye Jackson. Yeah. Okay, so then there's a little bit of a break. So that's 79. And then he does, like, the musical Pennies from Heaven, which Mm -hmm. I don't think worked quite. He did Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which we talked about. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, The Man with Two Brains, which I I don't know. I've never watched that one. Okay. Um, 
and the lonely guy. So there's a bunch of like kind of they're Steve Martin vehicles, but they're I don't know. They're they they're that. building up to something. Yeah. So then he goes, he does all of me. Which have you ever seen all of me? I've not. It's where Lily Tomlin's spirit possesses half of his body. Whoa! And he spends the rest of the movie warring with that half of his body. That sounds incredible. It's really good. And like so much opportunity for physical comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really great. Really great broad physical comedy. Then he does something called Movers and Shakers, which I've never heard of. Then he goes on this run. 86, Three Amigos, Little Shop. Ooh. Then 87, he does Roxanne, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 88, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. 89, Parenthood. 90, My Blue Heaven. 91, L.A. Story. 90, also 91, Father of the Bride. And then everything falls apart. <laughs> oh, and then for the rest of his career, it's like, oh, never going to be the same. Um, he was pretty good in Leap of Faith, but everything after that, I kind of, yeah, wasn't as great. Oh, I have a secret. One of those kind of like fierce creatures where uh-huh. <laughs> where I loved it and then you watched it and you're like, Ugh. yeah, I'll tell that story in a minute. Yeah. Um, there's another one that I, I, it's a movie I love and everybody else hates. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Mixed Nuts and it's just so stupid. Oh, okay. It's like a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's right? a Christmas yeah. movie and John Stewart is in it as guy carrying a Christmas tree or something. Oh, great. Or with Christmas trees. Anyway, there's a lot of very funny people in it doing very silly things and the plot doesn't hold up, but All right. it's, it's funny. Cool. Um, yeah, um, but then his yeah. After that, his career is just kind of like watching your hero fade away. It's like a lot of bad. Oh movies. yeah, no, it, I've I'll have that. Yeah, my my favorite director is Wes Craven. Yeah, who I mean, before he passed away, he took a ten year break from making movies. Yeah, and then he made the worst movie of his career, and then he made Scream Four, which is okay. Yeah, but um, My Soul to Take he made, and it was reshot a whole bunch and then they released it in 3d oh cool and it's just unwatchable (laughs) yeah that's nuts but um you know people don't always make great things (laughs) even if they're great no yeah and it it, i mean it's okay it's just like i don't know when you're when you're watching someone and they're just doing one amazing thing after another and they're kind of you feel like it's going towards something and then all of a sudden it goes away it's it's strange well, yeah what goes up must come down yeah you can't yeah. always be up yeah and especially i think with comedy it's it's hard to be on the forefront of comedy mm-hmm. because because you get typecast especially or like you get your stick you have your stick and then everybody gets tired of your stick look at jim carrey mm-hmm. like or his, nobody had any ever seen anything like that ace ventura was like the surprise hit and mm-hmm. then the mask and then Almost immediately, everybody's like, oh, so he just does that. Mm, his face is really rubbery. Yeah, and he went on every talk show and talked about how he made his face so rubbery. And he was like, there was just a little too much Jim Carrey in the world. You mm. know, like, um, I feel like the same thing happened to Adam Sandler. Yes. Yes, Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's weird. Although he's still making movies that people watch. Well, his movie's... His old movies, you know, people can say like, oh, no, his early movies are way better. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're equally stupid. It's just they All were it, new and people were into it. Yeah. And his, his style was new and it seemed more fresh. And now it's the same thing because he has his style. And there's always funny moments in it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, that that looking back and being like, no, 
Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Those are really great. And I'm like, oh. not really. Like, you quote them all the time. That doesn't make them great. They were good. I mean, I liked them, mm-hmm. but it's not like... I I think sometimes people lose sight of that. They lose perspective, and they're like, no, no, no. The early stuff was great, and now this new stuff isn't. And that's like, it's exactly the same. You changed your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You grew, and the movies didn't, or the product didn't, like... Which happens. Yeah, bands have that with albums. People are like, oh, I don't like their new stuff. It's like, well, they can't just keep making that same album over mm-hmm. and over. So if you like them, like give them a shot. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, it doesn't sound like it doesn't, it doesn't like, you know, the first time you hear a really great band and you go, whoa, who is this? Mm-hmm. You're never going to have that again with that same band. No. They're not going to play music and you go, whoa, you're going to be like, oh yeah, this sounds like Coldplay or whatever. And like, but yeah, I, anyway, anyway, um, well you were, when you were looking through Steve Martin's thing, there mm-hmm. was that weird credit for the jerk Yeah, because IMDb is run by users mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, it has a really strict, um, approval process, right? but, um, users submit most of the information. Mm-hmm. So there are weird things that slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Like this is not the case anymore. But for some reason, I was on Vanna White's IMDb page, and her biography was just a rambling thing that some like eighty-year-old wrote. Oh wow! That isn't isn't like oh Vanna White was born here and this Mm -hmm. is what she did. It was Vanna White wasn't born in the town that everyone says she was in. She was born in my town where I come from because I knew her uncle. Oh my god! (laughs) And that was her official biography for a couple of years that's crazy it's no longer that anymore but i love that kind that's of that's really great yeah and my actually my uh late great drama teacher dan caldwell his imdb and i don't know um if it's been updated i'll have to look it up you um, should. uh he according to imdb let's see shoot it's giving me like 19 different uh, anyway, okay. according to IMDb, he died in like 1986. Oh, except he was my teacher until 1997. <laughs> okay, and I had dinner with him one time, and I was like, I, "You know, your IMDb," and he was like, "I know, I know. It says I died in the 80s. I love it. <laughs> I, I haven't changed it." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, which I I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, oh yeah, and there's there's a movie I think it was called The Dead Pit, which I was looking at for some reason, mm-hmm. and the official plot synopsis was. The main chick has nice glutes. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this sounds like a great movie. <laughs> I love the internet sometimes. It's so weird. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Um, yeah, I, I realized as, I, as we were going through this that, like, um, in the 80s, that really was, like, I mean, I'm sure it's even more in, like, the 60s, the whatever, the 50s, the 60s, where the, the Hollywood machine was still working. It would be like, oh, you were you know, you're our up and coming star. We're going to put you in all these movies and someone would just kind of pop up and then become a huge celebrity. I don't, I don't know what exactly has changed. Um, we talked about like the star system, not quite being the same. Yeah. And well, cause Cause people can't open a movie. You don't go, I mean, for a while there people, I mean that again, I was talking about like how studios are looking for the formula. So for a while, Will Smith had only done successful movies. Everything he'd been in had been really successful. Yeah. So everybody's like, well, he's a movie star because every movie he's done has been successful. And yet the reality was like he 
chose really good projects and he was pretty good in them uh-huh. and they were really successful. But I don't remember ever hearing someone say like, Will Smith is in a movie. You want to go see it? Like, that's just not the way people worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a, I heard a, it was a podcast and it was an interview with like an old studio executive. And he was like, there's only one movie star left in the world and it's Will Smith. Cause he still opens pictures. And I was like, does he? No. He was in Collateral Beauty. Yeah. He no, was in Concussion. Yeah. Almost immediately after that, his career went off a cliff. But it was, you know, when, and he, like, there's that rumor that he, like, chose movies, but, you know, he's like, okay, I want to do an alien movie, and then I want to do this movie, and then it, Oh, yeah. And, like, it was like he had, he had figured out the formula for Hollywood or whatever, and this idea that there is a formula to what the general public likes is is so funny to me like it's a, the, okay. we the public are very fickle yeah and it changes and you think you know what they want and then you give it to them too much and then they're done with it mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm interested to see like you know marvel has their calendar of movies and they are we already know when each movie's coming out and like what movie it's going to be and all the comic book nerds know what the story is going to be basically and i'm like Will there be, like, backlash? Will the superhero movies? Because it, it started oh, to it, happen. With eventually, people, it has to. People are complaining about it. Like, oh, another superhero movie. That's that's going to grow. And then it'll be like, oh, can't do superhero movies because nobody likes them. And it's like, no, no. It's just because you saturated the market. Yeah, you flooded it. Yeah. And it's been an unusually robust trend. Mm-hmm. But... It's also, I mean, what they've done is they just don't release movies anymore. There's just so few movies, and people don't mm-hmm. go to the movies as often as they do. You know, we, when you have all of the options in your house and you have big yeah. screen TVs, I mean, it really, mm-hmm. I, I'll go to a movie and be like, I really want to see this in the theater. And then I watch it in the theater, and I'm like, I probably could have watched that at home and been yeah. just as involved. Like, there, there's Redbox and Netflix, and then there's yeah. all the streaming series, and you mm-hmm. can watch old shows and new shows. Yeah. And that's partially why we don't have stars anymore. It's yeah. Because everybody's watching different things. Yep. Where it's like, this person's watching Catastrophe on Amazon. And this person's watching House of Cards. And this yeah. person's watching Mad Men. But nobody's, like, nobody's tuning into the same mm-hmm. thing at the same time. Nobody's rushing to the theaters to see the new stuff. It's just, everyone's really dispersed. Yeah. And, well, there's also, like, okay, so, you know, um, like magazine covers that used to really uh-huh. tell you who was big in Hollywood. I, who who's on magazine covers now? Like reality stars. A lot of the times it's the Kardashians. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody, I've never talked to anybody that like watches that show <laughs> or knows anything about them other than that. They kind of don't like them, but they'll splash them on a, on a magazine. Cause you're like, Oh, I know who those people are, I guess. Um, there are people who watch the show. Yeah. But I we, we I don't think we live in a zone where anybody does. Yeah. Or the, or the like coastal elites or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're the coastal elites that well cuz we actually live out here so they're like fantasy land that they live in. We know how much of it is BS uh-huh. and like okay, oh, they went to the store and there's nobody there. I wonder why cuz they had like security kick everyone out or you know you like you see the the we see the strings a little yeah like this isn't real where other people are like wow Mm -hmm. how glamorous that looks nice and i don't know um but at the same time like we brought up two movies that are i mean 
maybe it's because I follow Edgar Wright on Twitter, but I uh-huh. feel like Baby Driver is doing pretty well. It's doing reasonably well. It's made its money back for sure, yeah. which I think is the only Edgar Wright movie to really yeah. pull that in. Um, but at least in the U.S. But like, and Spider Man, I'm sure is making a ton of money. Of course, that's how it works. Yeah. Although Transformers took a dive, which is pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how Transformers lasted as long as it did. Well, I mean, well, the thing is, it it still makes a lot of money in China. It's still yeah. done super super duper well over there. Yeah. But the domestic take is really suffering. Yeah. Um. So, like. Okay, so Spider-Man happened, and there's this kid in it, Tom Holland, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who he was before he was Spider-Man. I still he, feel like I, I mean, could say the name Tom Holland to a lot of people, and they'd be like, I don't know. No, he's the director of Fright Night and Child's yeah. Play. Like, you know, I do, do my parents know the names of any current movie stars at this point? Oh, no. Other than the ones that are still around from the 80s? I don't think so. And those are still held up as, like, luminaries. Um, It's weird. It's it's really weird. I'm, who are the biggest movie stars in Hollywood right now? Oh, let me. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, there's people like Zac Efron. He opens a lot of movies, but most of them aren't good. Right. Um, how how though? Because he's not. I mean, okay, he's not a very good actor. Yeah. Well, he's not a very good actor. He's very handsome and he works out a lot. But he he's can, not a very good actor. And he I, can be directed well. There are certain movies yeah. where he gives a good performance, or at least. He was reliable. okay in Neighbors, I guess. I, yeah. I just think he's he's somebody that, like, He, I think he tries hard. He takes it seriously. I just don't think he has it yeah. necessarily. And maybe, maybe he could use some, like, really good training, um, which I think a lot of movie stars probably could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always like, what acting classes did this person take? Probably not a lot. Did they just take, um, like, how to be a movie star acting classes? Anyway. Okay, people who are movie stars now, The Rock. Yes. He's the biggest star we have right now. How is that a thing? I don't know. He's he's charismatic. Yes. I I mean, part of it for me is like I haven't seen a movie that The Rock is in in mm-hmm. 10 years. Well, he's he's got a lot of movies, but it's not movies you'd be interested in. No. Um, the Rock I'm not is like doing a well. snob. I just I don't really like Fast and the Furious. Is he in other stuff? He was just in Baywatch, which did tank. Yeah, that tank. So See, there we go. Zac Efron and him, mm-hmm. two movie stars, and they both. It didn't matter. Yeah, and he's gonna be in the new. And ju- that trailer looked hilarious. Yeah, it was decent. It was a decent movie. Did you see it? It should have done better. Yeah, it was okay. Seven six point five out of ten. Yeah, um, Not I enjoyed terrible. it. Yeah, it, but here's it should have done better. Here's the thing. I'll see it on video. Uh-huh. That's what's killing the movies is like everybody knows now, like there's a, di- we have a different attitude. It's not like I got to rush out and see it in the theater and be part of the conversation. It's like, I can it's see not, it anytime. It's not part of, nothing is part of the conversation. Yeah. Like, like it's oh, a, there's a million conversations. It's not one conversation anymore. We're like, if you don't see this movie, you're going to feel left out. You're just going to be like, okay, well I'll see you later, I guess. Yeah. And that's even the case with Netflix. Yeah. And because their original series would dominate, a cycle because mm-hmm. people talk the most recent one was stranger things stranger things yes but in in one month they released unbreakable kimmy schmidt yep they released sensate i think house of cards in the same month mm-hmm. is like a big series every week so people yep. are forgetting about the previous one yeah they just keep pushing in new content yeah and no one's talking about the old stuff because they binged it it's over yeah that you, you watch it in a day and you say oh man i loved it and then someone's like 
oh, what was your favorite part? And you're like, I don't remember any of it. I yeah. watched it for two days straight and I don't remember it because yeah. I was just trying to see what was going to happen next. And then you're on to the next thing and you forget yeah. about it. Yeah. And that's why I think Hulu's approach to The Handmaid's Tale was really cool uh-huh. because they released the first three episodes to stream simultaneously okay. so people could get into it. Yep. But then it was actually a weekly show streaming oh, cool. online. And people talked about it for longer because of that. How about that? I know. Surprise. I haven't watched that yet. It's solid. It's um, on my list. But it's... I was hot and cold on it for the first couple episodes. Is it? Is it dreary? Is it a lot of people being sad a lot of the time? Yeah. Um, it's really hard for me to get into series like that where I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen? People are going to talk and they're not going to be happy. <sighs> well, I think, I don't know. I'm usually not into shows like that. I was into this one. Yeah. It is very, I, although I, I was, I watched it with Sergio and we could kind of make fun of the more uh, pretentious parts. Yes. Cause there's parts where it's like Elizabeth Moss is just giving her voiceover monologue and it's mm-hmm. just like whispering. Every line of dialogue is a whisper in that mm-hmm. show. And then she'll like stare out a window and there's curtains and we're just like, she takes forever to mm. respond to any question. Mm. I think that's for sure an intentional choice. Right. Because you really need to think about what you're saying in this world where everybody's watching you okay. or whatever. Or, but um, someone will ask her a question mm. and she'll just like stare off into space for two minutes and then answer. It reminded me of a JD from Scrubs. Like I oh, imagine yeah. she was going into some like fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. That's, that's funny. Um, She's we, somebody that I'm like. Yeah. <sighs> So my feelings about Mad Men are conflicted. I thought it was really well done. Um, but I remember right from the beginning being like, I don't know that I see what all the fuss is about. Like, it's very well done. There's certain characters I really am intrigued by. But I felt like it was like, whoa, like, I can't believe they did this. or what. I, I don't even know how yeah. to explain it, but it was like, yeah, that's how things were. Like, yeah. I, none of it ever was shocking. I mean, I think there's subtle things that are supposed to be, like, you don't even realize it, but people are just, like, drinking during the day and, like, smoking uh-huh. in their office and all that stuff. But um, I just, I'm like, okay. And then, God, it just took forever for anything to happen. But there's people from that that, like, like first of all, John Hamm, oh, I yeah. think, is fantastic. As... Don Draper for a lot of it. I think he's phoning it in. I don't know. He's just <laughs> like, he's just sitting there with a stern look on his face. Yeah. And like, I don't know. People are like, Oh, Don Draper, what a cool guy. And I'm like, is he, he has like a couple of really cool monologues, but he's just quiet. For, yeah. For the rest of the time, he's just like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like that show, but her, especially where they were, it's like, I don't really understand why she has as much of, well, it's not like she's some big Hollywood actor. She's good, but I don't think she's that good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never really watched Mad Men, mm-hmm. but in the first season, um, Shannon was binging it at some point. So I was kind of like tuning right. in and out. What I thought was interesting is that it's kind of secretly about the women. Oh no. Like it's very much yeah. more about the female characters. Yeah. But like, I was never interested in Peggy at all, which yeah. is her character. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we yeah. got super distracted. That's okay. Um. Yeah, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. But how about, because my list is mainly just people I really like. Yeah. So can I run down just a couple of actors that yeah. I thought about like and actually responded yeah. to? Yeah. Because I was like, 
I don't have any fancy actors that I'm like really into. Yeah. Like the people I'm thinking about, I was thinking about Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, who yeah. I love. Yeah. She's you're right. So you're, good. You you have like more character actors. I like yeah. That. Yeah. Like here, yeah. Here's my character actor list. I've got well, definitely character actor Randall Park. Um, oh, from yes. he, yeah, from the interview, he played Kim Jong Un. He's on Fresh Off the Boat. As yes, dad, and he's great on that. Oh my God! Speaking of Fresh Off the Boat, Constance Wu, who plays the mom, she's amazing. Is a revelation. Yes. She's so good. She's so good. Um, but Randall Park, he's mm-hmm. been in every comedy movie released in the past five years. He also played Asian Jim on The Office. Yes. <laughs> my favorite thing. That's the best prank. Oh my God. One of my favorite things is going back and watching something from years ago and being like, oh my God. Like I watched this and that person was in it. Yeah. And I don't even remember it like that. Like, oh my God, it's really uh-huh. Park. <sighs> or He's- like I said, I brought up uh, Catch Me If You Can on the first episode and that you spend half the movie doing that. Like, Oh my God, there's Elizabeth Banks. Like, yeah. That's what I love about watching like mid two thousands movies. Yeah. Is Cause they're all famous now. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Banks is in everything also. Yes. Um, like she was in Slither, which is the first movie by the guy who made guardians of the galaxy. Okay. And it's a crazy horror movie about like evil space worms or whatever. I'm trying to remember his name and I can't James Gunn. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but watching that movie, Elizabeth Banks is in it. And Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. um, and Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam from The oh, Office, because right. she was married to James Gunn at the time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And she actually got that part as a birthday present <laughs> because she'd always yeah. wanted to be in a zombie movie. Um, there's just like a bunch of people who are mm. like, how are you in there? Michael Rooker, who oh, yeah. he works with that guy all the time. Yeah, he's always in his movies. But anyway, people I like. I like John Goodman. Yeah. Um. I, I always feel like John Goodman didn't learn his lines. I don't know. Like I there's see, something. Well, I've seen him in weird things though. Like L- there's something like sloppy. I don't know how to explain it. And it's certain actors have this feeling to me where it, he, every time I watch him, I feel like he doesn't really know exactly what he's about to do, but not in that like, Ooh, he's going to take a risk. It's more just like, and then I think I go over here. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. It's just a well, feeling see, and it's not necessarily accurate or right. I just, whenever I watch him, I feel like there's part of him that's not totally okay. It, but he's great in we'll all see. the Coen Brothers stuff. Yeah. I will think. Because um, he goes way out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a, for a lot of famous people, the mm-hmm. roles that I've seen them in are not the roles that define them right. to a lot of people. So what have you seen him in? John Goodman. Well, he was just in 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was great. Yes. I've um, heard about that. Yes. But like I've seen him in, well, The Big Lebowski. Okay. Um, Monsters, Inc. was the first thing I saw with him in it. Ah. He plays Sully. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've seen him in Arachnophobia, which yes. he's hilarious he's in. He's very good in that. I, I like... Uh, the some of the comic characters that I like are the anarchic characters who yes. come in and just break up everything, and they're yeah. super unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters, yes. or in most things. In most, things. Um, I like not being able to predict what I'm going to see because mm-hmm. I've seen so much stuff. I'm usually like, "Oh, here's what's going to happen," and it's kind of satisfying to be psychic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Speaking of that, and Jennifer Coolidge, yeah. Um, Sergio and I just watched Austin Land which is like an indie comedy. It was directed by either the sister or wife of the guy who did Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Um, but it's about 
Carrie Russell plays this lady who's obsessed with Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice. Oh, okay. And she pays a bunch of money to go to this British like vacation place for a week where you get to live out like a Jane Austen story. And there's these okay. There's these actors who play the like different like character archetypes and mm-hmm. they're supposed to fall in love with you or whatever oh, okay. or like pretend. But like what's real and what isn't? Mm-hmm. And I in the first 20 minutes, I looked at Sergio and I was like, here's exactly the beats the third act is going to take. Oh, really? Yeah, because she makes a bet with her friend before leaving, like... Okay, spoilers for Austin Land. Not that it matters. <sighs> I know, I'm it's so sorry. top of my list. She makes a bet with her friend, um, and the friend's like, if you actually are satisfied by this experience, whatever, but if you're not, mm-hmm. and I think you shouldn't go, like, if you're not, you need to take, out, you need to take down all your Austin decorations in your house, because she's, like, really obsessed. It's gross. It's weird. Yeah. Her character makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um... But I was like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's going to fall in love with someone. It's going to turn out that he was pretending because he was an actor. Because, of course. Yeah. And, well, because she falls in love with the guy who's, like, on the crew or whatever. But turns out he was also acting. Oh, twist. Um, And so, and then she's going to go to her house and take down all her stuff. And the person is actually in love with her and flies to her house and says, hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. And... I did not correctly guess which person it would be because it made no sense. Right. But that's exactly what happened. Oh, my God. And it's like, well, that's how it works. Yeah. Anyway, but that's why I like characters that kind of break up that thing and you yeah. don't know what's going to happen because it's like, like yeah. with that, with rom-coms, you're like, mm-hmm. I know what's going to, I know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, my, the fanciest person I like, which is kind of embarrassing, um, Tony Collette okay. is one of my favorite actresses. She's great. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. I think it's funny that you're like fancy. I Why know. Is she fancy? Cause she's like, has been to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. She's been nominated a bunch of times, but she's not, or a few times. I don't know. Uh-huh. She's not, I mean, her career is anything but like fancy. She's I know. That's why it's embarrassing stuff. though. But, um, she's in the sixth sense. Yes. Which is the first thing I saw her in. Mm-hmm. She's so good in the sixth sense, mm-hmm. which I, I've talked about a lot. Um, but she was in that TV show, The United States of Terra, mm-hmm. which uh, Brie Larson was in. Right. And um, James Corbett, mm-hmm. who, like, I I don't know if he's, like, great, but he's good in that show. Who? Uh, the the dude from uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, okay. He's just kind of around. Cor- yeah. Okay, yeah. Corbet. I, John Corbet. John, John Corbett. Whatever. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. I understand. But United <laughs> States of Terra is so good. And... Yeah. Because she's like, you know, it's a multiple personality story, which I'm not always a fan of because that's not a thing and it's dumb. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it. it's one of those things that's like an actor plays somebody with multiple per- multiple personalities and everyone's like, oh, wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's how actors work. Like they should be able to do multiple things. Yeah. Like that's not. No, that's because th- I, I like to resist that kind of thing because mm-hmm. James McAvoy in Split, he played a bunch of people. Right. I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? Uh, I will I r- refrain from commenting because I work for the company that made that movie. Hey there, Blumhouse. <laughs> it's Blumhouse. Um, but yeah. But so it's run by a guy named Blum. Yes. Have you told him that he pronounces his name wrong? I mean, I've met him once, okay. so it and didn't come like, up. So your name's wrong. <laughs> yeah, and he was <laughs> like, you're fired. <laughs> um, Good story. But anyway, like that kind of thing, it ha- especially in horror, it happens all the time. It's always yeah. the twist to something. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa. And it's not a, it, the, it, the documented cases of that mental illness is like one. Yeah. 
and in movies it happens to everyone yeah it's like the common cold um yeah there's the uh i mean that's where edward norton's career came from yes he did uh primal fear or primal fear primal, primal fear primal fear yeah primal and fear. Yeah. fight club well that's different <laughs> it's different um but anyway so what i'm not always what i said what that's oh, yeah. i'm not always a fan of those stories yeah and but tony collette is so good mm-hmm. like her transition between the different characters is so physical mm-hmm. like she the way she looks changes mm-hmm. and she does like change costume or whatever but the, her face mm-hmm. is so transformative yeah and i just really love her she's really great she's really great and about a boy too oh yeah oh yeah that was her <laughs> yeah okay she's definitely one of those act oh yeah oh yeah she's in that too. yeah oh yeah she was she's she was so in... different and everything and she's so good and everything she was in krampus like could, could, could someone do a tony collette impression um there's a are you asking if i can no like somewhat like because she's so different and everything like what would you No, there's um, there's a comedian named John Early who uh-huh. I actually also really like. Um, he was he's starting to do more and more like bit parts. Mm-hmm. He was in Neighbors Two for two minutes. Okay. He's going to be in the Disaster Artist, which is the movie of the making of the room. Oh my god! Which I saw at a preview screening. Can't say anything about it, but he's in it. <sighs> I want to be excited about this. Anyway, um, so he's like he's appearing in more and more places. Yeah. But he's also in TBS's show Search Party, which Aaliyah Shawkat is in. Okay, yeah. Nobody's seen it. Um, but it's right. pretty good. I saw the It's a bunch episode. of people I want to watch in something, yeah. but I don't know how to watch it. Yeah, it's, yeah me too. That it's was my issue. Yeah. Um, but John Early, I really like. I think he went on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Okay. And he loves Tony Collette. Okay. As a kid, he ran her fan site online. Oh, my God. Online. Yeah. And he like made her a collage and mailed it to her. Okay. Um. Anyway, he does. He at least does an impression of her in the end of the Sixth Sense. Okay, it's really good. <laughs> right, but that's what I mean is you couldn't be. You like, can't do it consistent. You know, I could do. I can. I can sum up Tom Cruise. You know, in every movie, like he's gonna. He's gonna run at some point. Yep. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and, With his uh, hands all. Yeah, he's gonna run, and he's gonna when he yells, it's gonna be like his whole body gets into like a little crouch. Yeah, like he has his things that he does. And then he's going to do his smile. You know, he has like his moves and I don't know if they're, it's that calculated. I don't, I honestly don't know. I, I'm like, there's a part of me that like believes that all of them are at least, you know, like becoming the role and maybe some people become the role a little less, Uh huh. um, you know, like maybe just uh, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but well, like, she, she differentiates it to she such a degree. She looks so different. And part of it is, you know, how much are we getting hung up on? Like, she just looks really different in every role because she's willing to cut her hair or do whatever, uh-huh. you know, like that's not really acting is like having a different haircut, but, but she does everything. Yeah. She changes everything. Everything is, everything is very different. Uh, she's, yeah, she's really great. About a boy. I love that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. It's really like, sad <laughs> it's weird oh. it's like it's a comedy but it's very and i've always said that like you know there's that saying like comedy is tragedy plus time oh yeah, yeah um but most great like sitcoms and a lot of great comedic movies everybody has to be miserable for it to be funny like yeah. nobody can be ha- you cannot you can't start with everybody's happy 
Um, like they have to have a goal and has to be constantly thwarted. It's like, yeah, Wah. yeah. But like, um, yeah, I always talk about like, you know, the really great sitcoms. Everybody's, you know, there's some that they don't hold up as well because it's like essentially like, no, oh, we're dealing with a minor problem this week and then we'll all hug at the end. And it'll be over. But then there's like cheers where everybody in the bar is, doesn't want to really like they're, they're there, f- you know, maybe to escape their life uh-huh. or they don't have any friends or, you know, and then like Sam Malone is this alcoholic failed <laughs> ball, ball player that now runs a bar and, um, or like Frazier. It's a great one where everybody's miserable. <laughs> Miles is in the worst marriage ever. Frazier is a divorced dad living with his dad that he can't stand. Oh. He's got the do- like Daphne doesn't even like her job. <laughs> you know, like nobody's happy. Um, but the show is really funny. Um, anyway, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to wrap. I've been babbling. It's okay. But I like Tilda Swinton. She's probably the fanciest actress. I like, she's pretty fancy. She's also real. So weird. Like, yeah, people are really distracted by the way she looks. Um, I think most of it is just cause she doesn't have a normal haircut. If she just had a, like a, an average haircut or whatever people oh, yeah. wouldn't be so, but she has these like very, like avant-garde like a uh, frozen yogurt haircut yeah and that's awesome yeah yeah but like people are like oh what planet is she from like she has hair yeah she no uh th- no you're what proves you're right is her role in train wreck yes have, have you seen that movie yes she's so funny yeah in train wreck and she you don't know it's her because she has like a regular person wig yeah. on yeah and oh, she's so good yeah she's really funny in that but like she can work it from either angle because mm-hmm. she was in a vampire movie called Only Lovers Left Alive with Tom Hiddleston. Okay. And that movie is designed to make them both look as weird as they possibly can. Yeah. And it's really, they're both really good in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I love the movie because mm-hmm. it's very slow and nothing really happens. Yay. <laughs> it's a it's a Jim Jarmusch movie and he's very like. I know that name. He he just did Patterson with Adam Driver, where he plays a bus driver who writes poetry. He does a lot of stuff. I would know him from. Okay, he's just it's just new stuff. Is new. Um, he's done. He's he was a pretty famous indie filmmaker, but she's just so terrific in that movie, and that's one where she like really utilizes her weird face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Um, I like Oscar Isaac a lot. Oh yeah, you do. He's really good. <laughs> Whatever. I've only I've only really seen, like, paid attention to him in in Star Wars. I know he's been in other stuff. That yeah, it was like he's in eh. Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in that X Men movie that was not good. Oh no. Well, that's not his fault. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, what I did love about him and his crew in that X Men movie is that they literally would just stand on rocks and power pose in every scene, so <laughs> which weird. is hilarious. That movie was. Not well thought out, no. I guess. I don't know. No, it's very not. strange. Forget everything you think you know. Okay, why are there three different movies called Coffee and Cigarettes on his... He, may, he just kept drums. remaking it. I don't know. Okay. I think it was like an anthology or something, right? Okay. Must be. Why do I know his name? How could I know his name and not have... Just... I don't know. Only a couple of movies I've heard of. Broken Flowers. Anyway. Okay. What what's the rest of your list that you have? I don't really have much of a list anymore. Okay. We um I yeah, I yeah, we we can start wrapping up. 
how long have we been talking? An hour and 12 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it's just like, uh, when you, when you look back on someone's career and you, you remember their being like, oh, there was a, like they had all this time to get that much more famous before between this movie and this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just months and they just got like shot up to the top. I'm sure Brad Pitt was something like that. Mm-hmm. I remember him in Thelma and Louise and being like, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, That guy is amazing in that movie. Um, and so, God, he's so underutilized, I feel like. I want to see his new Netflix thing. What is that? Machine of War? War Machine? Oh, like that. I, it's like, it's a movie, right? Is it? Yeah. And it lo- he, it's like Brad Pitt being quirky, which I always like better okay. than Brad Pitt. I don't, I don't think he does very well when he's just playing like a normal person. I think <laughs> he's, I think he's probably a pretty quirky dude. Probably because he's amazing in Twelve Monkeys. He's so bizarre. Have you seen that? I haven't. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's a, it's one where you're like, you know, like, it's weird because you can kind of, like, if you've seen Fight Club, there's like little slivers of of what he does in 12 monkeys sneak into okay fight club but yeah he's really over the top in 12 monkeys Fun. he plays a um a mental patient some into that yeah it's a, um bruce willis isn't it and it's um oh no the name is escaping me he was in monty python john cleese not that one michael palin no the one that does all the crazy movies terry gilliam terry gilliam it's a terry gilliam movie okay it's good it's good um it's weird yeah, I, I, I want to see it. I just haven't. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, Brad Brad Pitt had one of those careers where all of a sudden he was Brad Pitt. And you're like, how do you go from being just some guy in some movie to being that big? Mm-hmm. And like we were saying, it's kind of not happening anymore. I think one of, one of the more, that story reminded me of the movie, <laughs> The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, yeah. which came out in 94. Is that the one with McConaughey in it? Yeah. It, okay. It, uh, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Yes. And both of them blew up right after shooting that movie. Uh-huh. So they kind of forced it to not come out. Yeah. They like shoved it under the rug. And then it came out years later, right? Yeah. Yep. So like both of them, between making a movie and having it be released their stars rose. Yeah. They shot up, which yeah. is crazy. Cause Renee did Jerry Maguire. Yeah. She popped on that and he, his was a time to kill. And yeah, it was something like that. I don't remember exactly. And, and there's another movie. It, it, he had like two movies come out at the same time. And then he, all of a sudden was a big movie star. Yeah. So like two people that happened to, mm-hmm. which I just think is hilarious. Was it dazed and confused? Luke, shut up. Anyway, so that's that's what mm-hmm. what that that happened. But that yeah, you're right. Oh, that doesn't happen goodness. as much. I think Star Wars is doing that. Like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega are suddenly like thrust into the spotlight. Yeah, but I don't. They haven't done a lot of we, other things. We know their names, but like, does the general public really know their names? You know what I, I mean? I guess you're right. They would know them as the characters. And like, he's doing all these intense dramas. <laughs> yeah, intense v- American very american specific dramas and i'm like this is the only black actor we can find as an english guy what, what are we doing he's good uh-huh. but well i think ow 
For some, that's the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe, I don't know. Maybe England's getting better at casting like characters of African descent. Yeah, and we're just stealing them because the the lead char- the lead actor in Get Out mm-hmm. is British. Oh yeah, which is like ha- what? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, so weird. I mean, that's great. He's good. Yeah. But it's like we have very good African American yeah. actors that are actually American. Like, oh, Lakeith Stanfield. He's so good. He's so good. I've only seen him in Al- Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, wow. yeah. Having trouble with words. That's okay. um, uh, It's all right. It's not like anybody's listening to us. Eh. Um, Someone is. Oh, speaking well, of. Wait, 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 wait. There's another. Uh, Ch- Chiwetel. Oh. Edgeo4? Yeah. Isn't he English too? Uh, Yes. Yeah. And he's in. He's. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. There's so much going on. Where is. I'm trying to find my list of credits that I need to say, but I can't find it. Mm. I may have accidentally deleted it. Luke, settle down. Yeah, he loves friends. The show? Yes, Who's your does. favorite friend, Luke? He loves Is Chandler. it Joey? Oh, Chandler. Nobody loves Joey. Stop it. Joey's so boring. No, he's not. Joey's like the best part of the show by the end of it. Well, that's why they made Joey, and that wasn't oh, great. Oh, man. That show was really bad. Well, okay, nobody likes Ross, apparently. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. He's so mean. No, he's not. I'm very tired now. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want no. to bring up? Nope. Okay. I I accidentally deleted the my note about the credits, but I okay. brought it back. So here they are. Okay. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Cast Party, on Twitter at Cast Party Pod. You can mm-hmm. email us at castpartypod at gmail.com. Also, Thank you. We have our first review on iTunes. What? Is from Shannon. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey, but she listened to all of it. That's good. And it was a very nice review. Yeah. So that definitely helps. And Can I, you see how many people have l- downloaded and listened to? Is there a um, thing that does that? I'll tell you after okay. we end recording. Um, we are a proud member of the Pod People Podcast Network, and our theme song is Good Day by Tally Hall off the album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. <laughs> I'm going to say it faster and faster every time. Okay. Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical <laughs> Museum. Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Pretty good. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have to feed a cat at some point <laughs> in the near future. So Who are you feeding it to? Alf, I guess. <laughs> um, nice pull. Thank you. They're, maybe my favorite part of Scream 101, the other podcast, uh-huh. is it's a clip that I wish I – I'm sure I have it somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's me explaining Alf to Shannon. That's amazing. Because I made a joke about eating cats and i was like yeah elf eats cats and she's like what <laughs> and i was like yeah he's an alien who eats cats and she's like yeah. elf's an alien <laughs> what and then I'm like yeah his name stands for alien life form she's like that's not his name and i'm like no it's gordon shumway and she's like <laughs> what <laughs> and first of all, i've never seen an episode of elf i just know these things how do you know it i don't know uh, i watched elf and loved it but i got mocked mercilessly by any adult that ever walked into the room oh yeah so i was like shamed for loving it <laughs> And now I feel like it's coming back. People are like, actually, Elf was pretty funny. Yeah. But it I don't know. Grumpy, but it was funny. I just pay attention when people talk and I listen. And now I know stuff. Why do you do that? I know. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. And Dave, remember the thing you say? Hey, man, don't poop your pants. Eventually. He'll remember it without me prompting it. But also, it's I so feel good. like it's so I good. should make up a new one every time. No, but it's so good. It is good. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.
Happy Monday. By everyone and by everyone, I mean me. Come on, I'm gonna. We're gonna look at the numbers. Hold <laughs> okay. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit PodPeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan, and I'm Sergio, and we're the co-hosts of Scream 101, which is your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell Ev- me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme, like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.